This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, Bruchem and welcome everyone. We continue in Daf HaShavua. Thanks everybody for joining. Um, it's been a bit since we were back to Monday night, but thanks everybody for sticking, sticking with us. And we're now learning Daf Tzadi Beis Amir Aleph. We're going to be discussing the first Mishnah in the 10th parak, namely, the Mishnah said that if a woman was told by one aid that her husband dies and then she remarries and the husband walks in, so now she is usher to the new husband, she's usher to the old husband, and we throw all kinds of chumras on her and all kinds of penalties on her, but she does not bring a carbon because she relied on uh, the Bezdin, Masha'inkin, if she relies on Edim, so then the halacha would be she does bring a carbon. So now, we're, we're going to start from three lines from the bottom, Tzadi Aleph, and if there's a rumor, we are not suspicious. Meaning, says Rashi, if she got married in Bezdin, and then a rumor went out that her husband's alive, and he never showed up, we're not concerned for that rumor. Says Gemara, Hai Kala, Hai Kala, what kind of rumor are we discussing that we're not concerned about. If we're talking about a rumor after she got married, that after she married a new husband, a rumor went out that her husband's still alive, of course we're not concerned. Ravashi once mentioned such an idea that a rumor after a woman gets married is not uh, concerning. The Amravashi called Kala the Basin like Hashinan. Any rumor after Nasuin we are not concerned for. Says the Gemara, Mahudatema, I would have said, Hoyal Lebedina, since he came to Bezdin, since she came to Bezdin, Visharinan, and we allowed her to get married. That means this woman came to Bezdin, asked, what should she do? I haven't seen my husband in a bit. So then, it's like, since she needs to come to Bezdin to permit her, so, that means, we are mesupik, maybe the husband's alive, otherwise why do we require the woman to come to Bezdin? So if, it's, if we have a, some type of legitimate doubt, maybe the husband's alive, that is, a, that is like, there's a rumor before she gets married, because we all know that Ravashi only dismissed the rumor after she gets married. But if the rumor started swirling before she gets married, then, then we have to be concerned for it, even if she then gets married. So the fact that we require her to go to, go to Bezdin to get a heter, that should mean the rumors were swirling even before she got married. Kekala de Kamenesundami, it should be like a rumor that was before the marriage, Vititsar, and it's and she should be Asar. Kamash Milan, they know that this is not considered like a rumor before the marriage. Okay. Nisseis Alpi Bezdin Tetsay. If she got married based on Bezdin. And then meaning the Bezdin said she could rely on the fact that there's an Aidachad, that her husband died. And then the husband walks in, she has to get divorced. Amar Ziri, Lesa Lamas Nisen, Midatani Be Midrasha. The Mishnah is not in the presence of that which was taught. Meaning, that which the Mishnah says. 
that if an Eid allows her to get married, and then the husband walks in, she is teitze mizeh umizeh, that is not necessarily unanimously held. Why? Because we learned in the base Medrash a little differently. The Tani Bey Midrasha, it was taught in the base Medrash, Hayru Bezdin Sheshaka If Bezdin paskind, the sun set, and Shabbos was over, and Bezdin allowed a woman, uh, allowed someone to do Malacha, Zarcha, and then it turned out it was just cloudy, but the sun was shining. Einzu Hayra, this is not a psak to rely on. Elatos, it's a mistake. Now, so that teaches us that the discussion at hand is the Mishnah says that if the Bezdin allowed a woman to get remarried and then her husband walked in, the Mishnah says she does not have to bring a carbon. Why not? Because she's relying on the Bezdin. Whenever somebody relies on Bezdin, that exempts you from bringing a carbon. A carbon is brought for a shayeg, but if you relied on Bezdin, that's sort of like an oinas. So, uh, the Mishnah says that when Bezdin gives you a heter, you don't bring a carbon. And yet, we know, from what was taught in the base Medrash, that if Bezdin said that the sun said, and therefore you could do malacha, and in the end, the sun was shining, that's not a hoira, it's a toss. And since it's a mistake, you would have to bring a carbon. Rashi says this is not a hayra to rely on it and to potter an individual that follows or a tzibur that follows the psak of the Bezdin. This is not a psak. It's a mistake and therefore you do not bring um, a par like any other helam. Everyone rather brings a kisva or a seira because this is not considered a psak, it's just a mistake. They thought the sun set and it was not true. So if this is a mistake, if not knowing that it's still day is a mistake, then in the Mishnah it's also, it's not a psak, it's a mistake. They thought the husband was alive, turns out the husband was not alive. The same way, if you think it's night and it's really day, that's an error. So too, if you think someone is dead and they're really alive, that's not a psak. I went to the Rav, and the Rav paskined that the guy is dead. It wasn't a psak. It was based on misinformation. Turns out, the guy was alive. That's not a hoira, that's a toss. And just like regarding whether it's day or night, it's not a hoira, it's a toss. And when there's a toss, you bring a carbon. So too, in our Mishnah, the, what, that which was taught in the base Medrash what, would be that you have to bring a carbon. But for Rav Nachman, Amar Hayrahi. Rav Nachman says, no, it's a Hayra. It is a Hayra. The reliance on the Bezdin, that the guy is dead, is a Psak. It's not, it's not a Tos. Amar Rav Nachman, Teda da Hayrahu. I'll bring you a proof. Yeah, correct. There's no question the woman is at fault. That's why we hurl all the the penalties on her. Even if it's 
we're now talking about the isolated issue of whether she brings a carbon or not. Now, we know there's an exemption for carbon if you're reliant on the Bezdin. So, the Pashib shot is, she was relying on the Bezdin. Maybe she shouldn't have, maybe she should have done better private investigation, but whenever you're reliant on a Bezdin, you don't bring a carbon. But if it's not called Bezdin, it's rather it's called misinformation, then you would bring a carbon, because the, the same way if Bezdin... Right, right. There's a exerus hakasa when you rely on bezdin, you don't bring a carbon. Rashi on the Mishnah brought the din. Um, Rashi said, "Yachid sha'asa b'hayras bezdin is pator." But now the question is: Is that really a hayra? Is that really a hayra? The there the case could be made. That's not a psak. Not a psak that a guy's dead. It's misinformation that the guy is dead. Rav Nachman says, I'll prove to you it's a hayra. Why? And the whole Torah, one aid is not believed. And here, the, aid, the one aid is believed. Why is that? It's not because we're relying on the aid, because we don't rely on one aid. It must be, it's not that we rely on the aid, it's because it's a psak. And she's relying on the psak of the Bezdin, not the, not the witness. B'chad Tarakul, Eid Echad is not believed. Why, is, why do we believe the aid over here? The answer is, it's not that we're relying on the aid, it's that under the circumstances, Bezdin is allowed to issue a ruling based on the evidence in this situation that she could remarry. But it's not a ta'os, it's, it's the psak of the bezdin. Otherwise, if it's a mistake because it's relying on the aid, but we know an aid is not believed. Amar Rava, said, Te'dad ta'osu, I'll bring you a proof that it's a mistake. This is not an aid, it's a mistake. Why? If Bezdin paskened about forbidden fats or blood, that they're mutter. Bezdin paskened that these fats or this blood is permitted. Vahadar chazu taimali isura. And then it seemed to them that it's prohibited. So they retracted and they said, you know what? And they feel it's asr. If they then go back and say, you know, we think it's mutter. We don't pay attention to them. If they say, you know what? Now the original reason that we thought of that it should be mutter is more apparent to us. We're not going to listen to the Bezdin. Because they already retracted and they felt it was usr. They cannot go back and say, you know what, we thought about it again and really it should be mutter. Um, and yet, in our case, where an eid echad said, you know, your husband died. Asutre and two adim came in. Asarna. 
when one aide comes and says, your husband died, we permit the woman to get married. Another two them come and say, you know what, the aide doesn't know what he's talking about, your husband's alive, so now we say she's Asr. Let's say an aide walks in, ki hadar achrina, when another aide walks in and says, you know, this time we know your husband died, Sharinala, we do matter it. Think about it. When Bezdin says, Chelev is mutter, and then they say it's Asr. They can't come back and say it's Mutter. And yet by an Eirecha that says your husband's dead, we allow her to get married. And two them say, no, your husband's alive. And we say, no, you weren't allowed to get married. If another aide comes and says, you know, Taka, your husband now died, we let her get married. Why do we do that? We don't allow that by Bezdin. Why do we allow that in this case? The answer is because this is a, a toss. It is not, we're not, we're not dealing with Haira, we're dealing with Toss my timer, lav mishum de tosu. It's because it's a mistake. True, but we're not discussing um, that the case of the Mishnah per se. We're discussing a general case. Let's say a case where an aid Echad said your husband died, two Eidim then said he didn't die, and then another aid comes and said, you know what, we just found out your husband died. Do we say, no, the two Eidim already, we already closed that case, we can't revisit it, we can't, we can't um, allow you to get married based on a new aid. The answer is, uh, another aid came and said, now your husband's died, we could rely on that. Why is that? Because it's a mistake. We're dealing with an error of reality. Like you said, we're dealing with Metzios. We're not dealing with Psak. You're saying this is not a case where Bezin made a decision and then changed? Here, the, the, the case at hand that we're trying to analyze is when Bezdin allows the woman to get married based on the testimony of one witness and then the guy ends up coming in. How do we view that? Do we view it that the woman is relying on a psak, or do we view it that the woman is relying on an Eid Echad? If we review it that she's relying on an Eid Echad, that's called, she's relying on faulty information. When somebody relies on faulty information, you bring a carbon. If we view it that she's relying on a psak, then someone who relies on a psak does not bring a carbon. So the question is, the Eid Echad came in, so that's faulty information, but the Bezdin gave a heter to rely on it, so that's a psak. So the question is, in summation, how do we view Bezdin sort of ratifying the testimony of one Eid? Do we view that as, Psak halacha, or do we view that as it's not a psak? We're you we're relying on faulty information. How do we view Bezdin's heter based on an eid Is that faulty information, and therefore you would bring a carbon, or is that a psak, and therefore you would not bring a carbon? We're trying to prove that it's not a psak, because if it were a psak then Bezin could not go back and forth and back and forth. The fact that Bezin could go back and forth and back and forth, even though by Psakim you cannot, 
that indicates that it's just uh, reliant, it's just new evidence has come up. But, but I understand in. That, I understand Rabbi's case is one where Christian changes his mind. My point is simply that it's hard to apply Rabbi's case, the one that we're discussing, because the one that Rabbi brings is where the base did change his mind. Whereas in the case in our mission, the base doesn't change his mind. The base did not see us, the case changes by virtue of the fact that the husband walks in, the base did some club sock, ends up being incorrect, but it doesn't mean that. Okay, but question: When the woman got, got married, here's the, here's the point. When the woman got married, is she relying on bezdin or is she relying on an aid? So the Gemara says, no, that can't be that she relied on the Bezdin. Because if, if what she was relying on is purely the Bezdin, then when one aide comes and says that she could get married, and then two aides squelch it, then we would never be able to reopen the case when another aide comes in and says, your husband died. Because the rule is that once Bezdin... Bezdin does not reopen Psakim. So it has to be that when she's getting married, she's not relying on the Bezdin, she's relying on the aid. Because you could change... Okay, maybe we'll explain it. I understand, I understand now. Okay, thank you, I understand. Okay, so the Gemara says, um, I'll bring you a proof it's a mistake, meaning we're relying on the aid. But when an Eid comes, Sharina, Asu Treyasarna, Kihadar Asa Eid Achrina, Sharina, my time, Lamisham de Tasu. Says Gemara, the Afrobiliazar, Savar de Tasu. Revelazar also holds it's a mistake. We're relying on the aid. We're not relying on the Bezdin. Why? The Tanya Rebelezer Oimer. Rebelezer says that when somebody relies on an aid and then it turns out the husband is alive, Yikoiv Hadin Eshahar. Let the halacha pierce the mountain. Let the halacha sort of pierce the corporate veil and let her bring a chatas, v'tavi chatas shmena. And she should bring a carbon chatas. So basically, even though Bezdin is giving an, an allowance to rely on the Eid Echad, the halacha is, we say, let the Din pierce the mountain, and she should bring a carbon chatas. Now, if we're going to say that it was a mistake, it was a mistaken information of the Eid Echad, and therefore she should bring a carbon chatas, that's why she brings a, a carbon, because she wasn't relying on the Bezdin. Yes, the Bezdin was the one who told her to get married, but let's go deeper than that. What, where does, what is this psak based on? Is it, re, is it really a psak, or is, the, is it just sort of a superficial psak, but behind the superficial psak is the testimony of one witness, and that indicates that this is not a hayra, but rather this is the evidence of one witness, and that's why she brings a carbon chatas. 
but if it's a real psak, why would you bring a carbon? Am I master carbon? Says the Gemara, well, there might be a simple reason for this. Maybe Rabbi Lezer holds like the unique position that somebody who relies on a hayra is chayv to bring a carbon. There is such a position that when you rely on bezdin, you have to bring a chatas. So don't try to prove, ah, oh, the fact that you bring a carbon chatas indicates that it's really a reliance on the Eidecha, it's not a reliance on the Psak. Because Nate Rebelezer holds like the opinion that when you rely on a Psak, you have to bring a carbon. He says, well, that can't be. Because if he held that when you rely on a Psak, you bring a carbon, why did he have to say, okay, let's pierce the corporate veil and get beyond the Psak and see the real reason why the woman's allowed to get remarried? What do you mean the real It doesn't matter why. He, he holds that when you rely on the bezin, you bring a carbon. Apparently, that's not the reason why Rebbe Lezer is saying Yechayi carbon. Rebbe Lezer is saying Yechayi carbon because we want to pierce the psak and see what's behind the psak. And what's behind the psak is the testimony of the Eid Echad. So basically what the Gemara is getting at is when we allow the woman to remarry, do we view it that, look... We don't know why we allow the woman to remarry. We don't even know, the woman doesn't know why she's allowed to remarry. She's just listening to the court. The court tells her to remarry. And if that's the case, she would be exempt from the carbon. Or is the psak that she's relying on the Yerechad, she just needs to go through the formality of, uh, that the Bezin tells her, okay, it's a good aid, so go follow the Yerechad. That's the Shaila over here. It's actually um, quite a, um, nuanced difference between the two possibilities of whether it's a hayra or it is a tos, but we read the words and I think we have some level of understanding. Okay, then the Gemara continues. Hayru bezin linaser, bezin paskind to... Um, now, this is talking about when bezin allowed the woman to ta- to remarry based on the testimony of one aid, the Mishnah says that we only allow her, so we say she's exempt from a carbon because she's relying on the Bezdin. However, if she was Niskalkel, she went and acted corrupt, she has to bring a carbon because then she, she wasn't relying on the Bezdin. Bezdin allowed her to remarry, Bezdin never allowed her to go and be loose. So if she went and she was loose, that's not called relying on the Bezdin. And therefore, she would have to bring a carbon. So Gemara wants to sort of define what does it mean she was loose. My kilkala, zinsa. She was mezana. She she had relations in a, in um, not in the context of marriage. Rabbi Yochanan Amar says no. Kilkala means she married someone she wasn't allowed to marry. Almana l'kain gadol. Let's say she's an alman and she married the high priest. Grusha v'chalutz l'kain hediyot. So manda amar zinsa, the manda amar that says that it's considered acting corrupt, just being promiscuous, koshikein amal l'kayin gada. Certainly if she married someone who she is chayvei lavin to. Manda amar amal l'kayin gada, the one that holds kilkal amin, she violated the lav, avaz zinsa loy, but not if she, asked, she acted loose. Why? Why zinsa loy? My taima. The amra, she's going to say, you made me a single woman. So you made me a single woman. I'm single, so I'm not bound. 
until now I was married, so I, I could not have relations with any other man. Now I'm single. You might not like how I'm using my uh, singleness-hood, but that's your problem that you don't like it. You made me single, and now I'm going to take advantage of my singleness-hood. You know that word, singleness-hood. But the other man the Amar holds, no, that's also considered kilkala. Now, Tanya Kvaseh Rabbi Yechon. We learned in the Bryce in the Quran of Rabbi Yechon, namely, Rabbi Yechon says only Almana Lukain Gadol Gush Vachalitzel Lukain Hedrit, but not a Pnuya. Pnuya, she would not bring a carbon. Um, what does the Bryce say? Hayru a Bezin Lhinaseh if Bezin allowed her to get married. Vahalchan she went Vikilkala and she acted corrupt. So here the Bryce says explicitly the definition of Kilkula is when she uh, married in the context of Chavi Lavin, but not, not that she was loose. Now the Gemara quotes the end of the Bryce. The question is, if she, as an Amana Lekoin Gadol, is she Chayiv a carbon for every Bia? So the Tanakhama says, Chayiv a carbon, I'll call Bia u Bia. The sages say, carbon echad alakal. She had, she only forgot one time that she's allowed to get married based on the permission of the Bezdin, so she only has to bring one carbon. She married five people. And to each one, she's chayvei lavin. She chayavus b'carbon al kolech ve'echad. That she's chayv for a carbon for each one. Hal v'gufin mechulakin. Since they are separate entities. Okay, so now we're uh, going to learn a little bit of a twist in the first mishnah. The mishnah spoke. The first mishnah spoke about where an aide came and said your husband died. Now, what happens if the husband died and they had one child and the Edim say that not only did the husband die, but the child died. Now, if the husband died first and then the child died, then this woman is not Zakuk Libam because the husband died with the child and only then the child died. But if the child died first and then the husband died, so then she would be Zakuk Libam because uh, the husband died childless. So it all depends... On when the child died. If the child died before the husband, she is zakok uh, liibam. If the child died after the husband, she's mutaras l'shak. Says the Mishnah: A woman that her husband and her son went overseas. Ubov amrula. They came and they said to her, "Meis ba'alich, your husband died. Then your son died." So basically, you're free to marry Lashuk, Vinisseis. She got married. The Achikach Amrul, and then they came and they said to her, other, other Adam came and said, Chilof Hayuadvarm. Just the opposite. First, your child died. Then your husband died. So you are Zakok Liyibam. And you married Yavama Lashuk. Yavama married Lashuk, which is Chaive Lavin. And the Gemara is going to say this is in accordance with the Shita of Rabbi Akiva, who holds your, that Chayve Lavin Kedushin is not Typhus. By the way, regards from Rabbi Akiva and Tavaria, he sends his best. 
So the Gemara... The Gemara is going to say this goes according to Shitas Rabbi Akiva. Says the, says the Mishnah, Tate say she has to get divorced from her new husband. mamzer, and her first and second child is a mamzer. The Gemara will explain what that means. Her first and second child is a mamzer. Presumably, that means the child she had before she found out she wasn't allowed to marry Lashuk. The child she had after she found out she's not allowed to marry Lashuk. They're both mamzerim. Amrula, if they said to her, Meis b'neich, your son died, v'yachar kach meis balich, and therefore your zakak liyibam. V'nesiyabma, and she did yibam loyalenu, she lived with an eishasach, and it turned out she wasn't allowed to live with the eishasach, because really, her husband died, and then her son died. V'yachar kach lachilav hayu advarim. So Tate says she has to get divorced. V'havlad rishon v'achar mamzer. The vlad before she found out that she was not Zakuk Libam, and after she found out, they're both Mamzerim. This doesn't have to be according to Rabbi Kiva because she's marrying her. She's marrying the brother of her. She's marrying um, her husband's brother. Amrullah, they said to her, Mez Ba'alich, your husband died. Finisis, and she got married. Ah, sorry, just joking. Kayam. Another two Adam came and said, Your husband's alive. Umes, the only thing is, when you married the new husband, your husband was alive. Taka, now he died. When he found out that you remarried, you got married to some guy, then he died. He couldn't believe he had a heart attack. So in other words, two Adam came and said, your husband died. So she got married. Then two Adam came and said, no, your husband uh, actually was alive when you remarried, but then he died. So she has to get divorced. The first Vlad is a Mamzer, meaning the Vlad that she had while her husband was alive is a Mamzer. Va'achorinina Mamzer, the child she had when she, the child she had after the husband died, is not a Mamzer. Amrullah, they said to her, Meis Ba'alech, your husband died. Vinniskachan, she just did Kedushan to someone. Va'achorinach Ba'ala, and then the husband walked in. Mutaras Lachsolah, she could go back to him. And even if the second guy gave a get, get, even though the second guy gave a get, does not ruin her from kahuna. Why? Because she doesn't need a get from the person who did she did kedushin to. It's completely ineffective. As Zu Darsh Masya about such a case, Rabbelazban Masya Darshand, Vaisha Grusha Meisha, a woman divorced from her husband. Is Asr to Kahuna, Isha. But a woman who's divorced from someone who's not her husband, namely this guy who was never really married to her, would not Asr her to her husband. Now, in case one of the Mishnah, in case two of the Mishnah, what does it mean the first child and the second child is a Mamzer? It doesn't really make any difference at all whether she lived with the guy before she found out her husband was alive. In other words, in the case one and case two, in case one, she violated Yavama Lashuk, but it turned out that she thought that she's Mutaras Lashuk, turned out her husband's, the son died and then the husband died, so she was Asr Lashuk, she's Zakuk Liyibam. But what difference does it make if it's the child that she had 
before she knew she was Akuk or after, or in the second case, what difference does it make whether it's before she knew she married Aisha's Ach or after? I should just say the Vlad's a Mamzer. Says Gmar Ilema Rishain Lefnei Shmua. If Rishain is before she heard Achor and Achor Shmua, listening Havlad Mamzer. Just say the child's a Mamzer. There is no difference whether she produced a child before she found out or, or not. In the first case, we're going like Rabbi Akiva that Chayve Lavin produced Mamzerim. So whether she knew it was Chayve Lavin or not, or in the second case, whether she knew it was Eishas or not, the Vlad's a Mamzer. Should just say the Vlad's a Mamzer. Says the Gemara, we say it agav the third case, because in the third case, we're they told her her husband died and she got married, and turns out the husband was alive, and afterwards he died. So the child she had before the husband died is a mamzer. The child she had after the husband died is not. So agav the third case where it makes a difference between Rishon and Achron. It says in case one and case two also Rishain the Achrain. Says Gemara Mishum the Kabbai Lamisni Seifa Amrula. They said to her Mais Baalech, your husband died Venisseis and she got married. The Achrakach Amrale Kaim and then they said your husband's alive. She was alive Umais and then he died. Harishain Mamzer the first one's a Mamzer the Achrain ain't a Mamzer the last one's not a Mamzer so Taninami Risha Rishain the Achrain Mamzer. Two more lines. The first case of the Mishnah is in accordance with Rabbi Akiva, who would say, Kedushin is not toyface by Chayve Lavin. The sages say, Ein Mamzer Miyavama. The sages say, No, there's no Mamzer from Yavama Lashuk. This is only opinion Rabbi Akiva. The rabbis would disagree. Now the Chachamim formulated their opinion in an interesting way. They said, Ein mamzer mi Yavama. Why don't they just say, Ein mamzer me chayve lavin? ein mamzer me chayve lavin. The answer is, they hold there is a mamzer me chayve lavin. Haitana hachtana de Rabbi Akiva. This Chachamim is a version of Rabbi Akiva who holds yesh chayve lavin from... Um, the Vlad is a Mamzer Mechayve Lavin, but only Chayve Lavin of, of Erva, of relations, of Korva, like Anusas Oviv or Chalutza, but of a Yavama, which is not Korva, the Chachamim say, Ein Mamzer Mechayve Right? So the Gemara asks, Velem Ein Mamzer Mechayve Lavin, Hai Tana, this Tana that argues on the first version of Rabbi Kiva is a different version of Rabbi Kiva. This Tana that formulated his opinion, Ein Mamzer Meyavama, Ein Mamzer Mechayve Lavin, Hai Tana Hach Tana de Rabbi Kiva, who, the Amar Mechayve Lavin de She'er have a Mamzer, Mechayve Lavin Greida, Lai have a Mamzer. And therefore he said, Ein Mamzer Meyavama. Okay everyone, welcome back. Thanks everyone for joining. We'll try to do Tzadi Beis on Beis tomorrow night. Wishing everyone a beautiful evening. Brach and see you again soon. Call Tov. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for coming. Call Tov. Good night, good night. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.